everybody. Welcome to another episode here of the Psych Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts, Storm of the Side, joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Psych Guys, Tad the Psy. And Tad, we're giving the people what we promised because in our last episode, we were sort of talking about some small school guys. We were like, we haven't gotten into the film yet and the combine results as it was going on when we were recording that episode. Well, now the combine's over. You and me have both dove in to the combine videos, and I have watched the DVR recordings and went dove, through everything. Dove, given, dived, <laughs> dip, duck, dove, dodge, dive. Right? Yeah, <laughs> just it works. Um, and we're able to go through, look through all the combine participants, and see who did well, who did not do well. You know, who participated, who didn't participate. And just overall, just have a good analysis and recap of everything that happened in Indianapolis with the NFL Combine. And so, yeah, that is pretty much today's episode. We're going to be going into winners and losers from the Combine. But just, Tad, overall, how was your, you know, opinion of the Combine overall? I guess I should say. Man, I'm be- I'm becoming some sort of like grudging old man because the more I watch the combine, I'm like, this isn't football, and we'll get into this later. But like, <laughs> there there are certain things to take away from it. Um, yeah. it it is. I, I, there's a lot we're gonna get into later. But like I, the measurements, I always find funny because it's like, oh really, Georgia? This guy's six four, and now all of a sudden he's six two. Like, what happened there? <laughs> Just didn't drink his milk that day. Yeah, um, exactly. But there is a lot of good that can come from the combine too. It is always cool seeing, you know, the smaller school guys in particular, like you mentioned, you know, make a name for themselves. Um, it's usually the bigger school guys that are like, oh my God, this guy looks amazing. And it's like, yeah, of course he does. There's a reason he's a first rounder. So overall, the combine is interesting to watch. Um, but what I'm really excited for will be kind of like the pro days and more of like the interviews and as, as it gets a little bit more prospect uh, intensive. Now I will say, it was weird watching all these receivers slip around like it was a Super Bowl. I've never seen that at the combine before. I don't know what happened there, but like I don't know if they brought in the same sod people from Arizona to replace the turf in Indianapolis, but that was weird. <laughs> I've never seen a receiver face plant like a couple of them did at the combine this year. It that wasn't was, just that the was receivers. Weird. There were some other positions that like depending on the drill, like I saw this with defensive backs where they had to like plant and make adjustments, obviously, and that it wasn't as clean as probably you would have seen in past years. So that was interesting to see for sure. But yeah, I think you take the combine with a grain of salt, exactly like it laid out where it's just like with some of the bigger day prospects, I think you expect them to perform well. It's more of just like those smaller school guys and the yeah. guys just you haven't heard of. Like if they have a good showing, then it's like, OK, now he's on my radar to either, you know, be on a team's particular um, big board now to go investigate more film. That's definitely mm-hmm. what me yeah. and Tad have done. Like, you know, some guys that perform well, guy that I'm going to bring up a little bit later. I definitely need to watch some of his film after his combine performance. What's more exactly like I say, just more benefiting the guys that just a, you never heard of or B went to smaller schools, but they just, the exposure is not as high as a Georgia, a Clemson, Ohio state sort of thing. Or, or cool stories like Hendon Hooker, where mm-hmm. Hooker mm-hmm. got the you know, go-ahead, like, hey, he will be good f- to go for next year. That did yeah. miles for his stock and exactly. stuff like that where exactly. – um, oh, God, who was the player where they found a heart condition at the it combine? Was right? Was it Trey Smith? Yeah. So it's just like well, stuff like that. Like lung conditions, the offensive no, line. Yeah, there was, yeah, there, right? was, there was some player who had like a heart condition or something like that. But yeah, it's stuff like that that's – well, obviously not that example. But on the opposite end, Hendon Hooker where it's like, no – He's good. He's good. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he could go as high as the second round now. Like that, that really, really helped his stock. 
exactly exactly so combine is fun to watch but yeah definitely like i said take it with a grain of salt because yeah, yeah some of the things yeah. these pl- prospects need to improve you need to see it against another person you can't just do it unopposed that's one of my biggest slides with the combine it's just like you're doing it unopposed it's like of course you're gonna look a little bit better but yeah if you're going to get somebody and they're always looking to improve the combine too so maybe that's something they can eventually introduce like going against another person do the practice like thing that. just pay, chase them with pads we're not exactly, saying like, like seven you know, on like, seven drill yeah. or something like that yeah yeah. Yeah, there's things that they could do. So hopefully they figure it out. So that's my only slight with the combine here. But you know who I'd never have a slight with, Ted? And that's our partners at Bet Online because they remain your number one source for all your sports betting needs all season long. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, MMA, esports, tennis, boxing, golf. I mean, they got you covered on all fronts there. So, I mean, really, I just like if you want to bet on it, Bet Online has you covered there. So, head to Bet Online today on your computer or mobile device. Join and receive a 50% of a welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. All you got to do is use our promo code BELIEVE. That's capital B L E A V. And you can receive a 50% of a welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. All you got to do is use our promo code. Once again, that promo code is BELIEVE, capital B L E A V. And you can receive your rewards. So, bet online where the games start. So, Tad, we already mentioned it in the intro here. We're going to be getting into our combine analysis. You know, we have some winners. We have some losers. We went to a bunch of different position groups here. So, Tad, I'm going to pass it to you here first. Give me a winner from the NFL combine as far as who improved their stock. So real quick before our viewers, who those watching on YouTube is like, what the hell was Tad doing? I was giving a shout out to the XFL and my Battlehawks. If you like to bet on my boy, AJ McCarron, <laughs> Battlehawks MVP, XFL MVP, that is where you can do it. Um, so let me say this, Amir. I don't know about your approach, but my approach was I want to avoid the obvious winners. Oh, so guys like Anthony Richardson. Yes, he won like that. He was easily the best quarterback in the draft. Everybody knows that he probably solidified himself in the top 10 after easily again, easily one guy that like, I knew he was a freak. Everybody knew he was a freak. I didn't know he was this much of a freak. Nolan Smith. Holy shit. That is a man's man. Like that Nolan dude is Smith out of the University of Georgia definitely put on a show. And yeah, he definitely raised a lot of eyebrows. And yeah, definitely is on every team's radar for sure now. <laughs> if that dude was 30, 40 pounds heavier. So again, it was it was kind of funny watching he was one of the players that shrunk. Uh, because that's that's one of his big hangups. It's like he's a physical freak. He's he's smaller for your traditional, you know, NFL edge rusher. So uh, Georgia listed him as 6'3". He came in actually as 6'2". They had him, to Georgia's credit, they had him at 238. I believe the combine. Just curious about these colleges, like, measuring sticks. It's like, you know, are they added extra foot that that's where the measuring starts? Like, I have no idea. There has to be, like, some equation. (laughs) Measuring on, like, a hill or something like that where the measuring guy's lower than the player standing up a little higher. Like, I have no idea. It's like it's like the basketball combine where it's like with shoes and without shoes. Exactly. Like, yeah, just put, yeah, just put on these Jordans. You know, it'll just get you up there. Um, oh jeez. But I mean, this dude tested off the like off the charts. He absolutely so because he was one of those guys where it's like he should be a first rounder. I've said this for a while. He should be a first rounder, but will he be because of his size? I was always worried about that because NFL teams are obsessed with size and stuff like that. This is the type of type of performance where it solidifies him in the first round. Now, do I think he's going to go top 15? That would shock me. But, I mean, you look at a team like, I don't know, Chargers, 
who apparently, Chargers despite what, mm-hmm. yeah, Chargers are 21, despite what uh, CEO Ryan Dyru believes, apparently uh, Khalil <laughs> Mack may be on his way out. I have no idea. I, I believed it. And then we talked, you know, last night we had a meeting and he was like, that's, that's BS. I was like, okay. But even if Khalil Mack doesn't go, that contract is way too big for way too long. Finding a successor for him at 21, where your roster doesn't have a lot of weaknesses, not the worst idea. Well, I think, Ted, just a really big thing, too, with the Chargers is that we saw this in the playoff game with the Jaguars, where it's like they got into a big lead. The defense couldn't do anything to prevent Jacksonville yep. to score in the second half. And what do you need to sort of do that? Pass rush. So even if Khalil Mack stays with the Chargers, it never hurts to have extra pass rush. Never can have rotational packages as starters, whatever it is. So, yeah, the fact that Nold Smith absolutely balled out the combine. Chargers definitely need to give them a serious look at 21. They, they should. They absolutely should. They Honestly, it wouldn't shock me. I think I, I'm stealing Chauncey. No, not, not Chauncey. Who was it? I'm stealing uh, Stephen Haglund. I think I'm stealing Stephen Haglund's sake here. But uh, the, trading up for him isn't the craziest idea. Like trading up yeah, too far absolutely. is the craziest idea yes. for them. But tra- trading trade up, up like to kind of, kind of what the Lions did with Jameson Williams last year mm-hmm. where they traded mm-hmm. up like what was that, like 11 – picks or something like that like something along those lines yeah not not the worst idea like go up to 13 14 if you if you really want him they could use him um because like you said like joey bosa you know he he was let's let's be real he was kind of a bonehead and was like getting the team in a lot of trouble so you take the pre- you literally take the pressure off him add on some more pass rushers there it's not and also you take the playoff game aside from that he was injured both the season so it's yep, like there's one of your pass rush guys gone so it's like it never hurts like i said to have that depth to have some rotational guys to come in at the pass rush position and so yeah so Nolan, especially because you know nolan smith coming in the nfl at 235 we've been saying this the past couple episodes you bulk up like yeah, exactly. it's just you just need time to do that so like that gives him time to be like muscle, hey it's gonna happen yeah you'll be a good situational guy for us in the meantime you bulk up then when we boot cleo mac out probably next offseason you'll hopefully be ready to go so it's it's a name worth looking out for for the chargers yeah so even though we were right, let's get let's get to my talk about let's get to my little bit yeah, here yeah, yeah. but let's actually get to it's our so hard not to. he did so well um, <laughs> no, i know i know we had to spend a little bit of time on him but yeah give me your actual one of your picks uh a non-noldsmith the non-anthony richardson pick that you like here as far as improving their stock the reason i'm smiling like this is because he's a winner and i'm going to talk about this in a very bitter fashion so i'm, I'm going to try not to be too bitter about it but i i i had to be unbiased to some degree he won. He won. I knew he was going to win. I knew it too. Like I knew this was a guy that people were like, Oh my God, he's amazing. Cause I'll get into this. It's Will Levis. And here's the reason I'm a little bitter is because with all this Jalen Carter thing that went, that has gone down, uh, I think the Colts chances of trading up to number one are close to nil. I don't, I think that the bears are going to get better offers from other teams. doesn't really seem like Ballard's really all that convinced that he needs to trade up to one. Cause he's a moron. Um, so Bryce young will probably be gone. So the, at, at number four, the question is, do they go CJ Stroud or do they go Will Levis? And this is the kind of, you know, performance that, you know, you look at the combine, that stuff actually does affect performance. So, uh, you look at actually how he did in the drills. It was fine. He had, you know, uh, I think the fifth best, uh, uh, vertical jump among quarterbacks where, and, and, I will say this, by the way, he was very smart. He avoided the 40 yard dash. He sat that out, which is smart because that's what that's because he's been hyped up. Will Levis has been hyped up as this like big time athlete. So if you run anything less than like a four, six or anything more than four, six, I guess less more. 
I think more. How's that case. work? More? Okay. Uh, anything more than four six, you're screwed, right? It does yeah. nothing but hurt you. Um, so he was very smart to do that. So the drills don't really matter here. And this is the moment where it was, this is actually when we were recording our last episode was when he was doing his throwing drills. And the entire time I was like, this is why, you know, you kept seeing me like doing this. Um, he looked so good. He did. I'm not going to lie. He, he had one bad underthrow. His first long pass was a horrific underthrow. Uh, receiver still caught it. So it wasn't obviously that bad. Second one was a little better. Third one, he nailed it. I'm like, oh, here we go. And then after every throw after that, he started nailing throw after throw after throw. And like, just like the zit, he just looks good throwing a football. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm not a fan of him, but uh, as a player, I'm sure as a person, you're a great person. But um, yeah, I just knew that he would look good doing this. And it's so frustrating because now everyone's like, he looks really, really good. No shit. He looks good because the whole thing with him is he has all the physical tools. Everybody is saying that about him. It's when he gets pressured, he starts collapsing. So kind of like what we talked about earlier, bring in those mats. I want to see him rolling out. I want to see him like kind of, you know, what can you do even under that little bit of pressure? So of course he looked good. But I, I'm worried that, you know, people buy in all these BS stats. I don't know if you saw this, summer. He threw for uh, one of the balls he threw was 59 miles uh, per hour. Yeah. So that's higher than Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. The only two quarterbacks, one of these actually surprised me, by the way. The only two quarterbacks that have thrown harder over the last uh, six years, seven years, seven years, has been uh, Josh Allen. So that one wasn't that surprising. You want to guess who the other one was? Um, Josh Rosen. Yeah, well, that now that would be a shocker. <laughs> See, now you now you same draft though. Um. Sam Darnold? Baker. Oh, Baker. Okay. I know. It's kind of surprising, right? I was like, really? Uh, but yeah, Baker, top 60. Um, so it's just stuff like that. He's a winner. His uh, his stock is now definitively, not that it was ever really in doubt, but is now definitively top seven, probably top five. And God damn it, he's going to be a Colt, and I'm going to take back. We are deleting this episode once they draft him. <laughs> And I think, like I said, this is the big thing that I sort of have as far as a slight with the combine. It's just like he's doing this. Like you said, there's no pressure coming at him. So it's like when he the tape that I've seen of Will Levis is that when he has a clean pocket, he could make these throws. He could make the tight window throws. He could make the deep throws. But just, yeah, when he had a little bit of pressure on him, you could see him get a little bit off platform and not have these clean throws, not set his base as properly, you know, throwing. Yeah, it's great that you're throwing the ball 59 miles per hour or whatever. But it's like I saw that a lot on short swing passes. So it's like you can't yeah. do that. So it's like yeah. some of these things you can't always see at a combine. But, yeah, it's still impressive that he did that, especially when a guy like Bryce Young didn't throw. That it's like that puts more pressure on the quarterbacks that are throwing. So, yeah, with Levis and Stroud obviously participating, that's like that's sort of a key as far as like, yeah, teams will be enamored by what he did at the combine there for sure. So, yep, I mark him as a winner for sure <laughs> with those yeah, throwing yeah. drills. Um, I'm going to switch over to the defensive side of the ball here, though, and I'm going to go with Deontay Banks, the defensive back out of this Maryland. Um, ran a 4.35, 40-yard dash, had a 42 uh, vertical leap, uh, had 11-foot-4 broad jump, tied for third among all defensive backs. So, I mean, yeah, he definitely 
tested out of the building for sure. His expectations were more than met with those numbers. Um, going to the position drills, like, I mean, he just looked really smooth. Like, I mean, you can see the hip transition. You can see him planting his feet properly. I think the only thing that sort of worried me a little bit, but there's a reason that he plays defensive back, is that his hands were not always clean. Like, he ran to the gauntlet drill. He didn't run as fast as I was expecting him to. You're supposed to go a little bit faster than gauntlet drill. He was sort of taking a jogging pace. Like, he wasn't going that fast. And then, yeah, he did catch every ball thrown his way. But like I said, he's a defensive back he doesn't need to catch every ball throw his way uh but just overall like i mean with a solid plural day as well like if he could couple that with an impressive combine showing here like he could definitely not only slip into the first round but be one of the top five defensive backs taken in this draft with an impressive performance oh, like so. that so it's like we'll see how it all plays out obviously but yeah i think like the top three is kind of solidified with your christian gonzalez your devin witherspoon and um the third you know Actually, you know, I'd probably say the top yeah, two. I was about to say, five. third's, third's honestly, pretty yeah. up in the air. I was, yeah, I was third, trying to think about a third one right now, and I was like, I don't think there's a, a third one. I think it's the a, top a two. Guy that, a, yeah, a and, guy that we're about to bring up is my third, which is like... <laughs> So, yeah, I think there's a lot of wiggle room between that spots three to five. And, yeah, I think Deontay Biggs with an impressive show here at the combine, like I said, coupled with an impressive pro day, easily could slip into that top five. But, yeah, he had a really great showing at the combine for sure. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I, I, I'll be shameless to admit it. I'm being a hypocrite here because I'm like, hey, come on, some people overreact to it. But Banks is one of those guys where I have watched a little bit of his stuff, and I liked what I saw. I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, this guy is great. But now that he tested really well, I'm like, I love him. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> and, and this happens every year with me. Is uh, I don't know if you do this too, but there's always like one in this specific position too. There's always one late first round corner that I love. And I'm like, yeah, I don't understand why this guy is not getting more love. Last year was Tyson – or was that last year or two years ago with Tyson Campbell? Two years ago was Tyson Campbell. Two years ago was Tyson Campbell. Campbell. I'm trying to remember who it was last year. Um, unfortunately, like three or four years ago was DeAndre Baker, which who would have worked if he wasn't a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, but it's it's there's always, always this corner that I'm like, I cannot believe that they are not being considered top 15. I think Banks is my guy this year. Um, like you said, it's it's I think he he was because this is a deep, deep corner class. This mm -hmm. is is hard. Like he had to show up. This was the very definition of a clutch performance because he was on the edge of like, eh, maybe he could sneak in there. And now I'm like, I honestly would be shocked if he slipped to the second round. At this point. And another reason why, because we talked about this when we did our top 10 mock draft. And yes, I'm biased because this fits into what I mocked to them at 10. But Eagles take a pass rusher at 10. This is the perfect guy for them to take at 31. Like, that's just yeah. not fair. Because it's just, it's one of those, well, I guess it's 30, not 31. Thanks, Dolphins. That's going to be so confusing. No, We're it's have to 31, not 32. Thanks, Dolphins. Like, do some math, buddy. No, it's 31 because they lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you're saying it's 30, not 31. It's actually 31. Yes, well, because not no, the Dolphins lost. No, the Dolphins lost a first round pick, so there are only 30 round picks in this year's draft. Yeah, but there's 32 teams in the NFL, you dingus. But that's what I'm saying. There are 31 picks in the first round because the Dolphins forfeited their first round pick. Whatever, move on. <laughs> no, no, we are not whatever. I just proved <laughs> oh, you wrong. We are not no, rushing over this. No, yeah. Check back the I, tape when we finish okay, this episode. We're gonna we're we're we're. we're <laughs> Um, screenshots are coming on the side guys Twitter oh, account, which by it. the way go you can find the finding the ticker below but anyway I think that like the Eagles will be a perfect fit for him honestly the Chiefs still need some secondary help like it's kind of the same thing like we were talking about with pass rushers with Nolan Smith you can never have too many and it's it's O-line and corners there's plenty of need in the 20s I think he solidified his stock as a first round pick for sure for sure so let's get to another winner here Tad who's another guy that you think improved their stock at the NFL combat here 
Look, it's an easy pick, but I gotta go for it. Darnell Washington. I mean, this dude, it's not fair. <laughs> He, I mean, just we're, we're, easily, we're, it's that one-handed grab and that end zone leave. Like, I mean, that just sort of solidified a lot of things for a lot of people. We're making like, measurements and how they change. His measurements didn't change. This dude's just like, he is literally Frankenstein. I think that's yeah. going to be my nickname for him, is Frankenstein. Uh, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, shut up. Um, <laughs> like, I love this guy. Like, it, it was funny because I had the same concerns everybody else did coming in this weekend of like, oh, how good of a pass catcher is he? And I was actually very interested to watch his tape because I was like, if he's catching a lot of stuff like against his chest, that's a that's a you know red flag to me. Oh yeah. Um, he didn't really do that. He did a couple times, but he didn't really do that all that much. And like you said, and by the way, guys, if you haven't, just go on Twitter, type in Darnell Washington combine catch. It's insane. He makes a great one-handed catch. So uh, he also ran a 4-6-4-40, uh, which is just insane for tight end. And here's another insane thing. That was the fifth best tight end 40. These guys are just like insane now. Um, so he is in such a, the deepest position of the entire draft. And I think he really... Uh, it's, uh, he might've dethroned Dalton Kincaid as the second best tight end in this year's draft because of his, uh, performance. I really do mean that. Um, because I think, like I say, he quieted down a lot of doubts because my doubt was how good of a pass catcher are you? Because like, why didn't Georgia use you more? Honestly, I think it's just because like, they were like, okay, we have this physical freak and honestly, Brock Bowers is so good anyways. We don't yeah. really need to use him. So not, I'm not saying Georgia utilized him wrong. I just don't think they utilized him as much as they could have, which isn't bad. I mean, they just fucking kicked my team's ass in the national championship. What the hell do I know? But um, I, I think that he really proved like, no, I am passing. I can do this. Um, so I don't think he quite is solid in the first round. Um, honestly, I think it would kind of surprise me if he went in the first round. But I think being the second tight end off the board is well within the realm of possibility now. Yeah, I think that's very possible. I don't see... Um, more than two tight ends going in the first round, I, possibly I like one. even that I hundred percent think one will go, but yeah, that two is sort of the thing that's sort of like, yeah. like I said, if it's over under one and a half, I'm oh, sorry, one and a half, if it's over under two and a half, I'd probably oh. go with the under, under but yeah, the, the over is like, I don't think that would happen. Like, especially with the defensive back class, the way it is with the quarterbacks going in the top 10, like that's definitely going to push some positions down for sure. Uh, the receivers, like there's good depth there. So it's just like, but yeah, um, I think he could be the second tight end off the board, but just, yeah, I, I'm not hundred percent sure whether he'd be a first rounder either, but yeah, really approved his stock for sure. And actually I'm going to stay at the position because we talked about right, how deep this tight end position class is. And I'm going to go with the guy, Ted. I don't know if you've probably heard, even heard of this guy before the combine, which is like I said, the benefit of the combine for some of these players, Zach Coons, the tight end out of old dominion. Naturally. What's, what's her mascot? Do you know? <laughs> so monarchs, I believe. Oh shit. I thought it was the tigers. Damn it. Apparently I didn't even know. It's not even a tiger, dude. It's a lion. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> But anyway, so you're talking about a physical freak in Darnell Washington coming in at six seven, and I think like what'd you say? I think two fifty five or what was his? Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was like mid two fifties. Yeah, so Zach Coons comes in at the same exact measurements. He's six seven, two fifty five as well. He ran a four point five five forty yard dash, had a forty inch vertical leap. And he had a 10 foot eight broad jump. Like, I mean, impressive numbers, like I said, for a guy of his size. So it's like, here's the one thing, though, with Zach Koontz is that he's not going to be 
anywhere near the top of the list when it comes to tight ends. He's definitely a very developmental prospect. Old Dominion didn't use him a lot. I still have to go watch a lot of his film. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, in 2022, he had a season-ending injury. Old Dominion, for some reason, didn't disclose exactly what the injury was. So we still have to wait to see exactly what that injury was. But he only played in four games in 2022. So that's why it's like it's very important for a player of Zach Kuntz's sort of like, you know, injury history, I guess, like I said, recent injury history too, that if you can come to the combine and have an impressive showing, it's like putting away all doubts. That's like, oh, is this guy still nagging with some sort of injury or anything like that? No, he sort of put that all aside. He ran through the drills really impressively. He showed good receiving ability. Fortunately, I think because of his size, his blocking, I think he's using more brute strength as opposed to good technique. Mm. So I think once again, that's something you could easily coach up. And the crazy thing too, Tad, is that as I was watching the recording that I have, it's so great because I brought this guy in our last episode, Tucker Craft. I got to watch Tucker Craft yeah. followed by this guy, Zach Coots. And I was just like, God, this is just a great duo to it's watch. Insane. Go after each other in this in the position drill specifically. So I mean, it's just like, yeah, we've talked about this many a time, but this tight end class is really, really deep. So if you could draft a guy like Zach Coots later, like on day two, possibly early day three as a developmental piece, like, I mean, I think you got yourself a potential starting tight end as long as you get to find, uh, you can develop him right and refine all of his abilities there because I think he has it. He definitely showcased that at the combine. You know what team he's going to go to with this recent, like, this guy's probably going to get cut news. This motherfucker is definitely going to be a Patriot. <laughs> yeah, there is talk about them releasing Jadu Smith possibility. There's a possibility. They should. Did you see him. how much money that dude is owed? They yeah, did. he has not been putting out the production to sort of, you know, warrant that kind of money that he's sort of getting for sure. So, yeah, it very much could be a possibility that he could end he's up in New England. Damn uh, it. Yeah, wherever he goes, he's definitely not a plug-and-play starter. There's a lot of things he needs yeah. to work on for sure. But, yeah, you have to be tantalized by that size and build and just, yeah, like you said, same, very similar with Darnell Washington. Unfortunately, he didn't go to as big a school as Washington did because he went to Georgia. But, yeah, you see this and you see the sort of numbers that he put up. It's like you have to be, you know, crazy to like overlook this guy now and i'm so glad you said that because uh you know and this is gonna sound conceited but uh it's it's a lot because i promise you a lot of scouts are doing the same thing where yes i actually had heard of his name um you know before the combine was i gonna watch this tape anytime soon no he is the type of guy i would watch like <laughs> yeah. a week before the draft and yeah. prep for like oh shit we got you know, we have to talk to 83 guys i gotta make sure i at least know something about him and now all of a sudden because of his good performance i'm like you know, no, I'll, I'll watch it. I mean, I won't watch him like, you know, tomorrow. He wasn't that great, but I, I definitely will like set his time aside and be like, I need to watch this guy. Um, and scouts do that of like, you know, especially with small school guys of guys like, yeah, we'll get to him eventually. And then all of a sudden he blows up the comments like, oh right, yeah, tape, 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 tape. And some poor interns <laughs> like running out, trying to find the lions or tigers or whatever the hell they are. And like try and find the <laughs> tape there and uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> So no, so this was a great performance for him. And I will say, I, I know I kind of poo-pooed on the combine earlier, but this is a great example this is the of the reason. combine being this is great. The like this is, this, th that was awesome. Exactly, exactly. Um, so let's get to guys that hurt their yeah, stock. let's go negative. We're too positive. <laughs> yeah, let's we're, get to the we're, we're too positive. here. Let's start in so the give me here. a guy that just unfortunately did not help their stock with the combine performance that they had. I mean, you want to talk about small school? Well, I don't even know if it counts as small school. I don't even know if it counts as school. Uh, first off, I salute your service. Uh, nothing against you, buddy. Who did Andre Carter shit the bed? That was yeah. 
I think he might be the biggest loser from the entire combine. If I'm being totally honest, like my God. And I know I see a lot. Oh God. This is, this is why I didn't want to pick him. Cause like, I, I really do appreciate that he is in the service and everything, but I'm sorry, buddy. I just, I gotta be totally honest here. A lot of people are um, <clears throat> making excuses for him. I am so going to get Twitter eight for this uh, because of his army service. He was not allowed to like go to these one-on-one camps where, you know, prospects train weeks and weeks and weeks for the combine right even with that said though you only bench press 11 like you yeah. can't bench press at home dude like it's just it's one of those things so he was or when last... you're a training like i mean the army they make you run drills and stuff like that it's like come on there must be you, some chance I, to work in the weight room i have no idea though you said it not me you said it <laughs> um but yeah, he had a bad vertical a bad broad jump like he just tested horrifically and plus people really aren't sure where to play him anyway. Is he like the more of the coverage outside linebacker? Is he more the you know pass rush outside linebacker? And here's a crazy stat I did not actually know uh, until I started researching for this episode. For a guy whose stats dropped from 15 and a half sacks in 2021 to three and a half this last season, you got to show up at the combine. That's so true. you had that drop in production and then mm-hmm. you test horribly. I, I'd be shocked if he went in the second. He was a borderline borderline first rounder. Yeah. Definite second rounder before the combine. Now, I'd be shocked if he went before the third. Yeah, no, it's tough. When you put up that, those types of numbers and just, for what I heard, he didn't do all that well the drills either. Um, so it's no, just like, he did not. He, he looked yeah. slow. He looked, his agility looked bad. It was, like I said, like his vertical and his broad jump both were like, I'm not going to say terrible because it's not like he ranked in like bottom three, but it's right. just like, it didn't jump off at you. And you were just like, I mean, again, with that bench press, I know it's stupid and like, but like 11's really bad for a linebacker. Yeah, 100%. And I know there's a lot of people that sort of say that it's like the combine is a little bit hard to tell because it's like they're waking these guys up so early, then they have to do their measurements, and they have to do all these interviews, and then they do the drills. It's just like one continuous, like, it's hard for them to sort of like rest and sort of be prepared when they do these drills. So it's like, maybe you could chalk it up to that, but still. It's you're like, in the army! What I, else I do they do when you're in the army? Like... You said it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel bad doing this, but like, oh, I am so scared of this take. Like, this is the most terrified I've been on this podcast in weeks. But uh, no, it's just it's one of those things. I just like, come on, man. I want to cheer for him. I want to so badly, but like, damn, you're not making it easy. Yeah, no, it's tough for sure. You have to put up more impressive numbers for sure if you want to be in that conversation to be a first rounder. Like, I mean, even at the combine where you're sort of thrown into like a mess of a situation where it's like you wake up early and you have to go to sleep late and you have to do all these things in between with your position drills. It's like, yeah, you need to be a little bit more prepared. So we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out for Andre Carter the second. Uh, but I'm going to go with a guy who actually didn't even participate at the drills and before the heat comes after me, I still think he's going to be the number one quarterback taken off the board, but just uh, Bryce yeah. Young, yeah. No, Bryce yeah, Young. Like, I mean, yeah. here's the big knock on him, right? It's his make and build. The fact that he measured in at 5'10 and 1'8", got to throw in the 1'8 there, right. and 204 so pounds. <laughs> exactly. So it's just like. He's coming in undersized, under six foot, right? Like that's usually like the bar for a quarterback position. Even six foot, it's like you're sort of toying with it there a little bit. So it's like we've seen some exceptions here. Russell Wilson has obviously had a pretty good career. We'll see what happens now with Sean Payton at the helm in Denver. Kyler Burry, it's like, I don't know, hit or miss. He did win rookie of the year. Well, it depends. Are they playing COD that weekend? (laughs) 
<laughs> but I mean, he still has looked pretty good at times, but just like overall, it's just the success rate has just not been all that great. And especially thrown to the fact that he's a little bit under, you know, undersized as far as the weight is concerned too. It's like, you worry about the durability. And then on top of that, you decide not to throw. So it's like, it, even with all those measurements, it's like if you decide to participate in the throwing aspect and you could have sort of like put aside all the sort of like people, how teams perceive you as far as like, can we really trust this guy? Like, I mean, I know the tape is really good, but it's like for you to see it again to sort of just reinforce what you've seen on the tape consistently all season long in 2022. It's like you sort of needed to do that because, yes, I know he's going to throw it his pro day, but Tad, we've talked about the pro day. It's sort of like very structured. It's going to make the prospects look good. It's, it's a fashion show. It's a fashion exactly. show. It's organized in such a way, like I said, that all the prospects are going to be able to showcase what they do well, and that's how it's going to make them look a lot better for all these prospective teams because then that makes the college looks good, right? That's like, oh, we have a NFL prospect factory here that helps them with the recruiting, right? So it's like these things are, like you said, a dog and pony show. I think you mentioned that on one of our previous episodes before, right? So it's like, yeah, he'll look better with the receivers that he's used to practicing with, with the you know, familiarity of being in the same, you know, vicinity of where he went to school for the past handful of years, right? So it's like all that comfortability is going to make him look better, a lot better at his pro day. Whereas if you throw him into, like we talked about with Andre Carter, it's like you throw him into a situation where it's like, yeah, he's got to wake up at different times. He's got to do all these things in between a positional drill that could possibly throw him off his game a little bit. And then on top of that, you perform well. Then it sort of reinforces the fact, like I said, that's like, yes, I need to be the first quarterback taken regardless of my make and build. Like, put that all aside. I'm the guy you want, right? So the fact that he didn't do that, like I said, I don't think it's going to affect his draft stock. Just personally for me, I wanted to see him, like, double down be like, no, I'm throwing. I'm going to prove all the doubters wrong and really just make myself solidify the case that I'm the first quarterback off the board, possibly the first player off the board. Okay, so you brought up a lot of things I want to talk about. We're running a little <laughs> long, so I have to talk this uh, through this quickly. Uh, first off, uh, should I go funny analysis first or serious analysis first? Yeah, go with whatever direction you want to go. Let's go funny. All right, I'll go. I'll go serious first. Let's okay, get serious. serious. Other way, we can end on funny. All so right. serious analysis first. Um, the throwing. I love that you brought this up. Although it's becoming less of an issue, just because so many quarterbacks are opting out now, that's no longer that big of a deal if they do. Yeah. But here's here's what drives me nuts about them opting out. And um, you know, I'd love to own this take like it's my own. But Mel Mel Kiper talked about this a couple of years ago. Is scouts understand? that you're not res- familiar with these receivers. They get that, like, if if something seems a little off, as long as you, like, kind of hit them, no one's really going, like, mm, that was bad. A when you get drafted, this- you never played with those guys before either. So it's like, you need to see that. Well, and a perfect example of this is, like I said, uh, back with my Will Levis, you know, segment, was uh, Will Levis, that underthrow was pretty bad. No one is talking about that underthrow because everybody kind of gets that, like, all right, dude, like, you're it's literally your first – long throw of the day so yes of course you know you gotta warm it up a bit second off you've never thrown to this person in your entire life and so it's just like the scouts understand that and so i'm right there with you i love the gutsiness of guys i was shocked that levis agreed to throw i honestly was i didn't think he was going to um so i i, I think more quarterbacks just need to you know frankly nut up Stop being a bitch and just go out there and throw. You miss like if you're truly that confident in your ability that you're like, I should go number one overall, then you shouldn't be missing receivers that badly that like last anyone's head. And if you do, well, then maybe you shouldn't be going number one overall. It's just one of those things where I'm like, you know, you just gotta go for it. So I'm right there with you. Um the the height thing, again, it's it, this is kind of the reason why one of those things with the combine where I'm just like, why do we do this? I'm like, oh, he's tiny. It's like 
didn't we all already know he was tiny? Yeah, but he's really tiny. He's an inch shorter than we thought he was. Like it's just, it's not that whatever. But uh, now the 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 funny analysis I want to bring up. Did you see what Mina Kimes did to him? Not 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 her fault. It is not her fault. I I don't want to like sound like I remember I'm seeing her. pictures of like her standing with his uh, cardboard cutout and she I was like so I'm wearing forged yeah. heels and all this stuff. Yeah, and, like, yeah, no, yeah. that was so bad because yeah. everybody was like Mina Kimes is taller than Bryce Young and poor Mina Kimes and I go on this like apology tour yeah. of like I was wearing heels and all this stuff and I'm like what the hell are we doing? Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> Was, I felt bad for both Bryce Young because you know that got into his camp and they were like fucking seriously. And then Mia Kimes saw that blown up on Twitter and she's like fucking seriously. And it was just like all this whole thing. And like it's it's great. I love the combine sometimes. It can be so ridiculous. Do you remember who was it? Uh, did one GM one time asked as Bryant if his mother was a hooker? I think something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't remember something exactly. Something like that. Like, God, the combine gets weird. I was remembering one of the old Maddens where they ask you all the ridiculous combine questions and like you can't win either way. And you're like, oh, that's the point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Tad, let's get to our final picks here for our losers. Let's get through this really quick here. Just who's one more guy that just unfortunately affected their stock in a negative way? So I've been meaning to learn how to pronounce this guy's name, and I finally did. Uh, Keishon Butte. Butte. Uh, these Cajun names, dude, I'm so bad with them. Um <laughs> Look, he only had two touchdowns last year, along with only breaking 100 yards twice going into the year with big time like playmaker expectations. So, okay, man, you didn't do so hot production wise. LSU had kind of up and down year. Maybe it's not all your fault. Let's see how you test. If you test well, congratulations. You're right back in there. And like the maybe I don't think he was ever really going in the first round of the past couple months, but like maybe you could like sneak up in the top second. Um He's sure shit not doing that now. Um, he had a bad combine. Like, he, he did not do well at all. So, he's only 5'11", 180. So, you need to test quick. You need to be a quick, speedy guy. I'm not talking like 4'3", four, 4'4", four, four here, but like, come on, man. And I think the big thing, too, is that I don't know if you saw this, but on social media, he was talking about like, oh, I need to be the first receiver off the board. I'm going to blow up these measurements. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be the like fastest that. receiver, all this stuff. And then the performance that he put up, it's like, Bro, you can't. Let's let's talk about that performance. So, yeah. like I say, he ran a four five, which isn't terrible, but you would like yeah. to see higher. Now, this is something because I saw the four five when I was watching live. This is something I did not know because I missed this. I think he must have done while we were recording. His second attempt, which I know technically doesn't count, but like people still look at that, was a four six seven. Yeah, yeah. That's horrific for any receiver, especially for a smaller receiver. That is horrific. So four six seven there. Let me read you all his other uh, drills. He was 39th in the 10-yard split, uh, uh, split, last in the vertical jump, and second to last in the broad jump. Oh, I, some teams are, like, taking him from second down to, like, fourth and fifth because of this. Like, he, oh, easily. he better easily. hope he looks damn good at that LSU Pro Day. Otherwise, like, he may be waiting longer than he thinks. Honestly, I think I brought this up. I don't know if it was pre-episode or, uh, pre or during the episode. Um Reminds me a lot of Donovan Peoples-Jones, where it's a guy who just like didn't really kill the pre-draft process, who was really good, but he just like missed out all these opportunities. And he, that was a guy I thought was going to go in the second or third. He was drafted by Cleveland in the six. Mm-hmm. Butte could be this year's uh, DPH, uh, DP, DPG, DP, Peoples-Jones. It's a tough one for me. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of like hard like sounds. Yeah, it's it's hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us something I don't know. DP, DP, DPJ, DPJ. There we go. Got it. Nailed it. On what? Six Try times 40? Try 40? 
but yeah, no, hundred percent. Like I think he's renowned, like probably one of the biggest losers of the combine. Cause like I said, it's like, he was talking a lot of stuff all pre pre combine. I, I did not know that actually. Yeah. That's and then to follow it up with the poros that he had, is just like, come on, man, you really can't do that. <laughs> and so, like you said, his cop, his pro day needs to be off the charts, like to roll it, totally erase everything that happened at the combine. So we'll see what happens with it for sure. You know what you should do? Because we talked about like how manufactured it is anyway. They should engineer and fuck it. Bring Joe Burrow back. Let's do it. <laughs> is bring Joe Burrow back and just make him do the Odell catch like three times in a row. Like that will make Twitter like blow their minds. Odell catch, throw in like the David Tyree helmet catch. I mean, there there's a couple yeah, exactly. Just do it like every historic receiver play ever. <laughs> Just have him bring a Sharpie in his sock and just do the T.O. thing for the hell of it. Like, yeah, no, exactly. So we'll see what happens with Keisha Butte out of LSU for sure. But yeah, not a great performance. No, um, I'm going to stick good. with the big schools here and I'm going to go with the defensive back out of the University of Georgia. Clay Ringo. This. Like, yeah, I mean, I surprising. just. Yeah, he ran. He his numbers were not bad, but I think they needed to be a little bit better. So he ran a 4.3640 yard dash, which is pretty good. Um, he had a 33.5 vertical jump. Like I mean, that's all right. And then his broad jump was 10 foot two two inches. So I mean, it's not the best, but I think with the guy that came out of Georgia and him possibly being a first round pick too, you expected those numbers to be a lot better, and they just weren't. And then as I was watching the position drills, he looked. Good, but not great. I think there's a couple times he stumbled. His, you know, footwork looked like it was just off, off, just everything just looked a little off. Like, I don't know, like, once again, very similar to Andre Carter. Like, it's just like, did he not have enough time to practice? Like, with these one-on-one drills or whatever, right? Before the whole combine happened. Like, I just, I don't know what it was. But it's just like, from a guy who's being hailed as should be in that top five conversation for defensive backs, he didn't show it in this combine performance. So it's like, he looked really rough. I think there's a lot of things he probably could have done a lot better. And especially you look at the season that he had, he played really well in 2022 with Georgia, obviously, but it's just like, yeah, to follow it up with this combine performance, I was a little bit worried about his stock. And I think it's going to take a little bit hit, especially when you have a guy like Deontay Banks who absolutely balled out, like this is going to shuffle things a little bit. Right. So it's like, we'll see what happens to the pro day. I know he's talking about how just a very, organized show for sounds to make the prospects look good but just yeah this sort of combat performance on a sort of national level him not having a good performance definitely is going to affect his stock for sure no that makes sense so it, it's funny because i was i was shocked uh when i saw this guy on your list because i really like him i think ringo is amazing yeah. i think i've already told this story of like i i you know watched the national championship with my friends i was like I'm scared of QJ versus Quinn Johnson versus Ringo. My friends were like, yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, QJ had one catch for three yards. Um, So it it was one of the – I really, really like Ringo. But that makes more sense because it's it's not so much that you're giving him the arrow down if we're doing like the graphics part of it. It's just like that – yeah, like uh, the middle bar. Like he just – he didn't do anything. And exactly like what you said, guys like Banks, they did. So it's like you didn't didn't kill yourself but like – Dude, yeah, you probably caused yourself first round here. Because now I would be surprised. Because I do think a lot more teams are valuing Banks over Ringo now. Yeah. Um, which I'm very excited for because that means the Colts might land him in the second round. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, dude, if he goes to the Colts, I'm buying that jersey right away. Um, so you know, I do really still like Ringo as a player, but again, I, I kind of agree with you. If you don't blow it away at the combine while other players do well, it's nothing like you did wrong. It's just that other players outperformed you, and that's going to cost you some money. And that's, and, but I will say this, and so some people may be like, well, what, why go to the combine at all? Skipping the combine's a big red flag. Like, don't don't yeah. skip the combine. So, unfortunately, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, you had to kill it, and like you didn't do horribly didn't do great and unfortunately it's just like you're you're just kind of stuck in the you know 
lingo. Now I will say this, uh, limbo is what I meant to say, not lingo. Um, I, I corrected myself. I saw your face. I know. Um, still, dude. <laughs> I know. Now I will say this, another big thing. And unfortunately this is why we don't talk about much. Cause you know, it's in the name, uh, private workouts. Yeah. If he kills in the private workouts, I could definitely see that kind of catapulting himself back into the, uh, first round, but I mean, that's a big gamble and it depends on how many teams are interested in the first place. So I think private workouts is his best, uh, best bet going forward. Yeah. And I think the big thing too, is just like when you're at the combine, it's like, like I talked about, it's like where the tight ends, it's like, I got to see Tucker craft followed it up by Zach Coop. Yep. So it's like, this is the same thing here where it's like, you're seeing these defensive backs go right after each other. So it's like, you don't have to put on this tape and then all of a sudden switch it up, put on another tape. And it's like, you may forget some of the things that you see there, right? It's like, you're seeing this directly. So it's like, like you said, it's like, when you see banks do so well, and all of a sudden, just a couple seconds later, you're seeing Ringo not do as well. It's like, okay, yeah, now yeah, I have a direct comparison I I right there, mm-hmm. yep. right there live sort of thing. So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's, he didn't do terrible, but it's just like compared to other guys. Yeah, maybe he did. This sort of that thing. looks good. So, yeah. So we'll see. Like like we sort of talked about, like we precluded this episode. It's just like, yeah, the combine, you take it with a little bit of great assault, but there's a lot of things that you could take away that could possibly hurt or help a player's stock as we now move into the pro day aspect of draft season. So, and like Tad said, each team can sort of bring in players for private workouts too. So we'll see how this all plays out. So we still got a lot more time before the actual NFL draft for these players to improve their stock real, or real- hurt their stock. Real quick, because I mean, I, this kind of goes in what you were talking about. Like, a lot's going to change. So, I, I just want to do rapid fire with you. Okay. No analysis, just rapid fire. Geno Smith signing. Great it. Not bad. No, great it. Oh, on a gr- actual grade, I'd probably say yeah. C. Plus. Oh, really? I could that be. Uh, Derek Carr. Oh, I think that's absolute D. I already talked about really? the same stuff. I don't I, I don't like the Saints fit. They have a lot to work on, but like I said, we'll get to that later. <laughs> All right, C plus. Uh anything else I'm missing on, but we need to touch on stuff like that real quick. Uh the release of Frank Clark. I think that's a pretty smart Whoa, move. Oh, Frank Clark got released? I missed that. Not <laughs> Kansas right, Chiefs have moved uh, on for Frank Clark. The Minnesota Vikings yeah. are going to be releasing Eric Kendricks in a cost-cutting move, who led the team in tackles. So, I mean, that's a little bit surprising too, for sure. Um, Derek Henry on the trade block. Like, I that's saw gonna that. Be very I did that's going to be that. very I interesting see. to see. So, yes, a lot is about to change on this landscape, which will affect a lot of draft stocks. Because let me tell you, 100%. if Derek Henry gets traded, whoo, Bijan Robinson, buddy, welcome to Tennessee. Exactly. And we're going to be getting into our free agency preview, which should be later this week. So we're going to touch on some of these things that we started to wrap fire right now, but we may get into it a little bit more depth in that episode. But just, yeah, the best way you can find out when that episode's going to be dropping, you see the social media ha- handles coming to- through right now. You got You've my personal handle on Twitter, on the side 23. You got Tad's at Tad's side 94. Got the show handle at the Decide Guys. And of course, on Instagram at the Decide Guys as well. And listen to your podcast subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast there's an apple podcast spotify uh google podcast you can listen right on the lefb network website as well just hit that subscribe button always be up to date with our podcast and when the next episode is going to be dropping you're watching us on youtube subscribe to our youtube channel or also subscribe and or i should say more and, and than or, or. And um yeah. subscribe to the lefb network's youtube channel as well because we have our playlist on there so make sure you subscribe to both channels lots of great content especially a free agency right around the corner lots of things to discuss and lots of great content coming your way and i mean guys if you're supporting us in any sort of way whether you're following us on instagram interacting with us listening watching i mean just anything and everything guys i mean seriously we can't thank you enough 
And hey, is there a combine guy that we didn't talk about that you want to hear our opinions on? Let us know. Hit us up at you know the handles that emerge a shout out. I would love to talk about it. Emer and I like. I mean, we're not lying, guys. We watch a lot of combine tape. It's it's yeah. honestly it's 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 like borderline concerning. Combine but, tape, uh, combine tape. I mean, we're heavy into it right now. <laughs> oh, not. The, the, the amount of tape I'm watching next week during spring break is going to be just ridiculous. Um, so if if you guys want to know our opinions on our prospects, hit us up. We would love to talk about them. Or if it's guy like uh, Jack, Jack, Jake, uh, the old Dominion guy. Oh, Zach Koontz. Zach Koontz. Damn it. So uh, clearly, <laughs> if there's a guy today. where you're like, hey, you know, oh, God, it's it's been, it's Monday. Give me a break. Um, if there's a guy that you're like, hey, you need to check this guy out. Or Murr, you need, you know, I really want your opinion on this guy. Hiss up. We'll find it. We actually 100%. just, I won't give away any names, but we just found out we have a new uh, pipeline of tape, apparently to watch college games on. So we will have all that available for you, but you just need to ask. So we know who to look out for to give you the information you want, because if it wasn't for you guys, there would be no, the, the side guys. So as always, everybody, thank you so much for listening and please stay safe. Everyone. Mm-hmm.